Hi, this is Kat Niambi, also known as the Hungry Medium, spiritual activist and medium. You are listening to Cut to the Chase. Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. We are excited to share our new audio podcast called Cut to the Chase. The structure of this podcast embodies open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues talking about things that impact our ability to thrive. We hope that you will join our unscripted, unbridled podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase, episode 119, entitled Tap into your power. I'm going to say that one more time. Tap into your power. Now, a lot of us tend to believe that sometimes our inner strength doesn't exist. And some of us believe that we have too much inner strength. But I'm here to say today, we've got a featured guest that is going to help bring forth a little clarity, a little definition, and a whole lot of experience with regards to tapping into your power. And so I'm going to open up with a quote. And that quote basically says, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame, what you went through, and it will be someone else's survival guide. And so today I have a featured guest who is a spiritual activist known as the Hungry Medium. She also uses her mediumship to help find others direction, clarity, and focus in their lives. Her goal is to inspire folks to make them shift in their mindset and seek their true spiritual path. She's also the founder of the Canna Curious Club, whose mission is rooted in demystifying, destigmatizing, and normalizing the gloriousness of cannibalism, or excuse me, uh, can't marijuana. Let's just say marijuana. We'll just leave it at that. The hungry medium practices the root of African spiritual traditions, which is very graceful. Without this tradition, she would not be where she is today. At a very young age, she connected with the spirit in a different place, other, or excuse me, on a different plane, other than what we know today. That plane did not manifest in a huge and amazing way until she was much older and then drawn to the African spirit tradition of her ancestors as her foundation of worship. Now, as a spiritual and priest in the Yoba tradition, she eventually found her path to align with the source and everything that comes with the great desire of helping others on their personal journey as she traveled on her own personal journey. Now as the hunger medium, her goal is sincerely to inspire folks to make a shift. Whether it is lowering 
or eliminating the consumption of animal products to fight disease or feel lighter in our everyday life, she hopes to impart techniques she uses to move the world with intention and prayer. She also has a professional career that spanned over 30 years within every niche area in the, in the field of marketing, most notably named and subject matter expert in the digital marketing, marketing and demand gen strategies. Now, I'm going to say to everybody, because sometimes people go, Greg, you know, a lot of things don't really surprise you. But I'm going to tell you, for the first time when I met this, this lady, this beautiful, beautiful lady, it really resonated to my soul and to my core because I found that there were just so many historical things that we connected on, which some of those things we may share today during our, during our discussion. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce our audience to Kat Nyambe. Kat, how are you doing today? Welcome to Cut to the Chase. Thank you so much, Gregory, for having me. I love hearing my introductions and my <laughs> bio. I'm like, oh, yeah, girl, you are doing the damn thing. Hello. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, it's, uh, it's certainly been a joy and an honor, one, to meet you, um, two, to really get to understand more about what you're doing as far as your your journey and things that you're trying to do to provide impact to our true spiritual path, our mindset, and be able to kind of help people provide themselves with better clarity and better focus. I think those things now are so, so important. And that's really where I want to start the conversation. So can you explain to us, I mean, obviously I read in your bio, you know, kind of how you got into the African uh, spirituality traditions. But mm-hmm. can you explain to us how important is helping others find their direction, clarity, and focus? How important is that to you? It's my life's mission. Mm-hmm. It's it's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that for long. It's a recent awakening, I guess you can call it. Um, but it has served me so well now. I am a different person, but not in the way that your friend said, oh, Lord, she didn't found God. Now she's all different. It's mm-hmm. not like that. It's basically I now have more clarity, more focus, and more direction in that order. Because mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do is get clarity, right? You have to clear mm-hmm. your mind, clear your head. And then when you start to see, you start to see so many things. Mm-hmm. So what's important now is to get the focus going, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now you're focused, but maybe you need a little help, a little push and and turned in the right direction to, to um, hone in on that focus, if that makes sense. So. Sure. 
that's why I love the quote that you had at the beginning, because that is very, I might steal that. Can you tell me who wrote that? Because it's, it's so true. You know, people say you're an expert in your own life's experience. Mm -hmm. And I think we all have something to offer from our own life experience that other people can learn from. Now, in my instance, I'm, that's how my guides and protectors work, right? So mm-hmm. it's almost like you got to help yourself before you can help others. And even though I'm still on my path, thank God, I now can help others, especially at the age. I'm a woman of a certain age. Mm-hmm. So being a woman of a certain age, it's different than offering the advice when I was 30. Oh, it would have been so different. Things would have been so wild and crazy offering people advice when I was in my 30s. But now that I'm in my 50s and I've gone through, you know, initiations and and spiritual development and awakenings, I am primed to help people um, do what I did. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, before I uh, proceed with my next question, certainly uh, we can email you over the quote. Uh, it's by uh, 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 Brienne Brown. Oh, so, I love her. Yeah. Brene, yes. Brene yeah. Brown, I love yeah, her. Yeah, Brene Brown. Yep. Oh, yes. Okay. Got it. Um, but, but you know, and, and, and I like the way you, you kind of describe the clarity, focus, and direction because, you know, my next question really kind of um, – embodies the folks, uh, embodies the, the notion of, you know, sometimes we live in a fog, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and we have, you know, we've seen that in how things are being represented sometimes out on social media, because, you know, we want to, we want to be like this person, or we want to live like the Joneses, or we think that this is the lifestyle that these individuals actually have when they're posting themselves out there. And it's all that stuff is not necessarily true because, you know, just because we desire and that we want to have or we perceive that we want to be in this fairy tale, to me, that qualifies the fog. And the fog in itself is that you don't really have clarity on your direction of where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have clarity on the direction that you want to go, you know, this kind of goes all the way back to, you know, an old cliche, the man in the mirror, the song by Michael Jackson is that mm-hmm. you can't be happy when you have put yourself in 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 the tranche of trying to be like someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you found your clarity and and a lot of people, a lot of people, like you said, you said it was an awakening, mm-hmm. but a lot of times you know, it's almost like that burden comes off your shoulders. It feels like you're lighter on your feet. Could Mm -hmm. you describe that moment in time to our listeners as to when you really understood you had the gift, you have the power, and now you have the ability and whatever burdens you were carrying before those things were, were now dissipated. Walk us through what was going on at that time in your life. Well, it's funny you should ask that question. I always knew I was gifted. That's one thing. And um, I have this, I have my own quote, Gregory. Okay. Um, the quote is, we are all mediums. Mm-hmm. And I believe that. I really believe that. And I also believe there are um, levels 
to mediumship and mm-hmm. psychic abilities. But even so, I believe to add another layer onto that is, are you here just to help yourself or are right. you here to help others? Right. So the clarity for me wasn't about my gift. I've always known that. I mean, I had moments where I it lay dormant because I was mm-hmm. a teenager or I was in a relationship and I didn't want people to think I was a little cuckoo. You know what I mean? Right, right. So the gift itself um, came very clear during my spiritual practice. Uh, we sit what you would call white tables with others who are also spiritualists and you help each other out. And I really mm-hmm. just thought that was what my gift was here for, to sit around a table with other people and offer them advice. But mm-hmm. it wasn't until I had one, an elder in our community, he has an extraordinary gift and mm-hmm. he can talk in the voice of spirit sometime. And he stepped to me on three different occasions as three different spirits who all said that I needed to do this for real, real. You know how the kids say FR, FR? Sure. For real, for real. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, what? What does that mean? And he's like, oh, you need to have clients. You need to have people coming to you. And you need to be doing this as your job. And I was like, what? You you read my bio. I'm a marketing professional. So I said, Mm-hmm. So I didn't listen for two times, but by the third time, the spirit guy wasn't really nice and was like, okay. So when they're not nice, you know, mm-hmm. that means they're serious. And yeah. when they're serious, they're really talking about this is what you are here for. Right. Versus this is just a gift that you can walk around with and do parlor tricks and, you know, things like entertain your guests when they come over. Um, so I ran away from that, <laughs> even though they said it harshly. It took me a while, Gregory. The awakening really happens slowly as you de- make the decision to listen to spirit and then you start seeing clients mm-hmm. and the people are saying what you're saying is true. And Mm -hmm. then the people come back and they say, everything you told me came true. You know, not like in a, um, not like in a, I tell people I'm not a fortune teller. So I want to be very clear with that. It was that my, my um, gift also is attached with prescriptive measures. You ever mm-hmm. go to these people and they say, oh, you were born under the so-and-so moon. and mm-hmm. But they don't tell you anything what to do, right? They right. don't really give you prescriptive measures on how to find your path. So that is an added piece that I think that I provide um, that really, if you listen and you follow the directions, people come back and they are always telling me how what I told them to do changed their life. Now, not me. I want to make sure I take ego out of this. What right. my spirit guides communicated to theirs and theirs back. That's really what went down. So the awakening is a slow process. It's a, your eyes are squinted 
and they're slowly opening and opening. And you know what the gift that God gave me as well? The gift of surprise. Mm. It, it doesn't matter that I know I have a gift. It doesn't matter that I know I've helped people. Every time someone comes to me and tells me something like that, I'm always happily surprised. And it's, I think that helps me not become and, you know, um, egotistical, right? It keeps me humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what's also attached to this time of awakening is a sense of worthiness. Mm-hmm. It is so important. Why, you know, why would I move any farther unless I knew that I was worthy to do the work? Sure. Sure. So out of curiosity, <clears throat> When you have this this connection to the awakening, mm-hmm. is the individual that you're providing this information to are they are they present with you when you reach out for the awakening, or is this something that you've been able to have customers or clients you know in in remote areas or or should I say not necessarily sitting in your, in your office, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how does, how does that work with Mm -hmm. regards to the requests that people may have to sort out their own clarity and direction Mm -hmm. and focus? Mm -hmm. I love this question because if you had asked me this question, Oh, I don't know. I forget the year. Um, Uh, My godmother was speaking at Yale. I think Mm -hmm. it was Yale or Harvard. I can't remember, quite frankly. Um, The topic of the forum was about spirituality and divination in the age of the Internet. And this was Mm -hmm. quite a while ago. This I think only Facebook was out at the time and Mm -hmm. no one would even fathom doing anything like this on um, Instagram or anything. And there were a lot of uh, speakers there speaking about the power of spirit and how it can travel through the airwaves because everything is energy. So it became a moral discussion versus a technological discussion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a naysayer. Even as a spiritualist, because every time I ever gave someone a message, not a client, of course, because I wasn't seeing clients, I was just doing this thing at the white table. Um, As I was seeing, you know, people, you know, I was like, oh, well, I'm seeing them. I don't I, I can't even fathom doing this over a telephone and the people that do it, they must be charlatans, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't until um, I would, oh, I have a couple of stories. So there's one story where I was on the phone with a friend and she was telling me about a friend of hers who I'd never met. And she said, can you do me a favor and just ask the guides, you know? And I'm like, I don't even know this person you're talking about. That doesn't even sound like something I should do. She said, no, no, no. I got her permission. And the friend wasn't with her. She just told me the friend's name. And I said, okay. So you talk about tapping in. This is the tapping in part. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I 
sat for a moment. I, um, the way the spirit comes to me, it's a knowing, it's not a, um, feeling, it's not a thought, it's not hearing or seeing, it's a knowing. And so I basically gave her some messaging and she went back and told her friend and her friend was like, oh my God, oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's interesting. And then I had another friend who was at a bar with a friend of hers and he, he was talking in the background and all of a sudden spirit just told me to tell him something. Mm -hmm. And she said, Oh my God, he almost dropped his drink. Okay. Mm. So I said, this is interesting. So what I started doing, um, a year passed and I was taking on clients over the phone. I didn't really want anyone in my home. You know what I mean? Sure. And so, a year went by, and then all of a sudden, I know you're not going to believe this, um, Gregory, but... I'm, I'm taking it all in, trust me. <laughs> I'm taking it all in. <laughs> when <laughs> I think you've heard about the laws of attraction and how fast and swift things can happen. Right. So the year that I'm telling... Okay, so the year before of the friends calling me was like 2018. Mm-hmm. And then 2019, I said, okay, I'll take some clients on the phone. Not a problem. So I did that. I didn't want people in my house. And then guess what happened? What's that? COVID. So COVID happened. And I, I don't know what to tell you. Everyone started coming out of everywhere to get readings. And I was already home. And I was already, you know, doing the readings the year before. So it was almost like 2019 was preparing me to do this. And then besides the phone now, Gregory, I started doing these little rooms on Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was crazy. I was like, I'm going to do this. These I'm not even talking to these people now. These are people in the chat on IG live and it was incredible. The experience has been incredible. And that over time, my eyes are not completely wide open, but my eyes are so open right now. And the focus came right away because I'm able to, I'm not very successful at reading myself. You'll talk to a lot of readers who say that, but I do Mm -hmm. use different um, modalities to mm-hmm. read myself, that works better. Um, and the messaging says, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And you're right. going to keep doing it. And you're going to find people who can help you to do this on a larger scale. Mm. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, I, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. And that question is, is since the time that you've reached out to me, which has been about two weeks, maybe two weeks, Mm -hmm. perhaps, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have you had any awakening about doing this podcast with me or, or myself in particular that you'd be willing to share? You know, it's funny you say that. Gregory, because I've done quite a few podcasts since we last spoke. Um, How many have I done? I don't know, about six. Okay. And um, 
No, I don't want to speak poorly, but I will say that talking to you, you seem more professional. If that's mm-hmm. not the, really the word I want to talk about, your setup is professional. Mm-hmm. There was definitely an air about you that I knew this would be a really good experience. Um, right. No technological glitches. Things would move smoothly. I knew you would be on the phone at the right time. In terms of, you know, uh, me reading any into that, it just says that this is probably somebody I'll be doing business with and <laughs> and collaborating with and partnering with. Is that what you've been thinking? Yes. Yep. You're you're spot on. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's all about teamwork and synergy right. and um we all have our different skills to bring to the table, um, mm-hmm. working towards common goals, um, creating amazing and meaningful work, you know, and it's that like that Beatles song, I get by with a little help from my friends. Right. And remember, I said that too earlier. I said that spirit is really focusing on a, um, bringing me people that mm-hmm. are aligned and that understand this business, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, this business in a way that I don't have to explain it all. You right. get what I'm saying? Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the things that really kind of piqued my interest to a point that I was more aptive to understanding the the African um, spirituality and the traditions is because of the body of work that I'm doing to, you know, research my roots and, you know, my family history. And mm-hmm. of course, we talked about that during a discovery call, which, you know, I'm still on this side of the pond mm-hmm. trying to navigate my way through the islands and through the migrational path to try to connect the dots back to, obviously, the country of Africa. And I just remember you telling me that you have the power to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, I don't, I don't remember saying it. Well, you you didn't probably say it in words. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's so funny. I said, mm-hmm. And I said, what are you mm-hmm at? You don't remember a goddamn word you said to Gregory in that meeting. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't actually say it in words. I mean, we were on the video chat, and, and, and the coincidental thing about it is the way you looked at me. Mm. You know, it's the way you looked at me. And I said, okay, because, you know, I've always aspired to really get to the root of where, you know, my family originated from, you know, with regards to, was it, was it a tribe, you know, was Mm -hmm. it, you know, we lived on the safari, whatever the case may be, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been like this lifelong journey for me. Mm -hmm. And every time I tax my family, excuse me, with, uh, with information, they look at me like, they're like, you're absolutely nuts. What do you mean you're going to take a trip? I'm like, Mm. it's, it's, it's something that is built up inside of me so much. Maybe, maybe it's my awakening, but at the end of the day, I want to be able to connect all of those dots Mm -hmm. and truly know that 
do we live like kings and queens in our own country land or mm-hmm. or not and mm-hmm. and really understand the root of why I feel or why I believe that there's there's a difference with mm-hmm. me as opposed to how others you know perceive me mm-hmm. and uh, hmm. it's just been one of those questions because the things that are so unique um, and it, and it's rather coincidental I'm going to tie this back to what you said earlier mm-hmm. not 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 using the term uh, professionally in, in a negative connotation Mm-mm. but but the simple the simple aspect of it is is people hear me on the phone and it's like they perceive me to be one way mm-hmm. and then when I show up, you can see it on their face. You know, it's like, uh, we didn't expect you to be that guy. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to take you, take us back to a period of time where, you know, it was, it was Thanksgiving and I was, uh, you know, a project, you know, guy, uh, working on a, on a project. And I, I promised the guys, I said, look, you guys don't have to come in on Thanksgiving. They're like, Oh, Mr. Proctor, we're going to come in and, you know, we're going to, we're going to take care of this because we, we really don't want this to kind of, you know, hold us up. And mm-hmm. I said, okay. I said, all right, fine. If you guys are going to come in, I'm, I'm going to come in too, because, you know, that's a part of being a good boss on the job is, mm-hmm. you know, you have mm-hmm. to make that sacrifice too. Mm-hmm. So I drug my wife out of the bed at four thirty in the morning. We went <laughs> to IHOP, which I ordered the night before, and we picked up 100 breakfasts for Aww. everybody. All right. Drove them out to the site four or five o'clock in the morning, provided everybody with breakfast. And that moment, the respect Mm -hmm. that people were like, oh my God, this guy is so sincere. He's so genuine. It didn't matter if they were from the bayou. It didn't matter if they were from wherever, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at that moment in time, I earned their loyalty, their respect, and their trust. And some of them, they were even like, they were questioning the fact, you know, why is this guy, you know, and and you could see it. Mm -hmm. Why is this guy doing this? And it Mm -hmm. was like, it wasn't because I was trying to show good faith. Mm -hmm. It was because I wanted to ensure that you're out here working for thank on on Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. on my behalf for a company that I'm working for. Mm-hmm. then I need to show the effort and the ability through my actions mm-hmm. to show my token of appreciation. It was more about giving back than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, I gained, you know, as, as most people stated back then, I gained so much respect mm-hmm. for that particular community mm-hmm. because I was the only minority mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on the project. Mm-hmm. And I've always ended up in these positions where I've been the own, only minority. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. think about going to some of the most vicarious places here in the U.S. And people go, well, wait a minute. There's no places like that here in the U.S. And I'm like, well, if oh, you are a minority, on. come on now. Come on now. And so getting back to the point of like we we're talking about tapping mm-hmm. into your own power. Yes. Somehow I've, I've found a way to put all of that, you know, as we've talked about that uh, demystifying, you know, stereotypical, you know, all of that stuff has, mm-hmm. has kind of been pushed to the wayside and, and into the way that I think when I'm in these kind of vicarious places. And then I find the, the best possible way to utilize 
who I am, mm-hmm. the color of my skin, not necessarily to my advantage, mm-hmm. but to congruently engage with the local cultural mm-hmm. and have them respect me at the same level that I respect them mm-hmm. without no pre- pre- preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the latest project that we worked on was in, you know, and I, I don't have anything against their religion, but it was in Mormon country. Mm-hmm. And we know the history with Mormons and, and, and minorities and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was not a relationship that wasn't fraught with danger, you know, because of, of, of their religious practices. Mm. And so I found a way to break through that. And, 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 and it is still just, you know, all of these different types of stories, I could share thousands of them with you, right? I they just it. continue to resonate with me. And I'm like, there's got to be something, you know, something in your DNA. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know what? Let's be honest. Every, everyone couldn't come from Kings and Queens. Okay. Sure. That's Let's right. be honest. Yep. But I'm not impressed by Kings and Queens, quite frankly. I agree. If you tell me I'm descendant from shaman and healers and Mm -hmm. readers, that would excite me way more Mm -hmm. than than that. If you tell me that I came from people who um, were... they, they were self-actualized mm-hmm. and they, and they were uh, good servants to the deities. Mm-hmm. Um, that would impress me way more mm-hmm. than you telling me I'm from Kings and Queens. That doesn't right. impress me one single bit. Right. However, I think we all have our place just as long as we came from people who honored their source and their soul, no matter what their role was in life, then right. I'd be happy with that. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, you know, throughout my whole family, you know, we have been um, pretty much a congregation of people that have been able to persevere, that have been able to critically think, you know, being able to think on our feet, make, make you know, those critical uh, type of decisions. And that's that's kind of transcended as far back as as I can recall speaking with my grandfather and him telling me about my great grandfather and how mm. he only had an eighth grade education and how when slavery broke away, how he used his power to to kind of negotiate with the uh, with the with the slave trade owner. And of, of course, back then, you know, he became a sharecropper and, mm-hmm. you know, he was able to like support you know, a family of 16, mm-hmm. you know, by working mm-hmm. the land, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then being able to move that forward and then, you know, carry that, that notion of work ethics and, and, and sense of camaraderie and fellowship and perseverance and, and resistance, all those things to where everybody in his family, his sons and siblings and daughters graduated with PhDs. And that oh, was wow. only one, two generations away from, you know, the sixties and the seventies. And I'm that's thinking like, crazy. you know, that's crazy. You know, yeah, it's absolutely you. crazy. So, you know, the, the whole aspect of, of tapping into your power, mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier on, you know, we've all got it. We have to figure out, what that is and be able to, and I think you, I think you said it best, you know, you have to have clarity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There, um, 
you know, people usually come to me for reading. They always have the same thing. They want to know about, and this, this speaks a lot to the human condition. Mm-hmm. Everyone is looking for their mate. Everyone. Right. Right. Everybody, every mm-hmm. single person I've ever read, they want to know something about their companion or partner. I don't always give them that answer because it's it's I don't necessarily go to the spirit guides and ask them specific questions because I don't know the people that are coming to me for the reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do a, my questionnaire doesn't ask them, you know, what are you looking for? It, it kind of does, but it just asks you, why are you looking for a reading? But don't tell me a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll say something and that just helps me frame it with the guides. But everyone is looking for that companion. And I can't always offer that because guess what? That's not the message they want you to have. Mm-hmm. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, come on now. That's not, right. this is the clarity part. That's mm-hmm. not important. That's not what we're talking here. Your companion has nothing to do with your life's mission and right. what you're put on earth here for. So that's also helping with the focus because if you're so dead set on focusing on this other person, you're not paying attention to what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's true. I just, for the most part, let them down, you know, easy and say, let's, how about we do the reading and if it comes up, (laughs) then I'll bring it up, you know, but by the time we're finished, they're not, they're like significant other who, you know what I mean? (laughs) They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm not even, they're like, what? Oh my God. I just did that the other day. You know, it's all about their intuition, their intuition being supported. The reading supporting their intuition is basically how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kat, this has been, uh, this has been quite insightful for me to listen to your journey, to listen to how you came into your gift, how your gift has really guided you into different dimensions of gifting others that you obviously didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And it turned your doubt into making you a believer. Mm-hmm. And so what I'd like to do at this moment is if individuals are interested in reaching out to you for a mediumship reading, mm-hmm. how would they go about doing that? Um, they would go to my website, which is thehungrymedium.com. Mm-hmm. Right now, actually, I have a free ebook um, excerpt of an ebook that I'm, it's an ebook, but it's an excerpt of a novel I'm writing, really a collection of short stories. Mm -hmm. Um, so that'll pop up. You can close it out or not, but 
you would go to my website and then you would look under uh, spiritual services. I think that's what it says. Spiritual activism. It's one of the links on there. And um, you can book an appointment that way. So I basically have two types of things that I do. I do, um, I guess some would call it high end because it's for two hours. It's an in-depth conversation with mm-hmm. my clients. It's really, really, I finally found what I wanted to do because I was doing hour long stuff. And I just feel like, no, there's so much more to say. So mm-hmm. now I do these two hour conversations. Um, and then if that's not affordable, I do community readings on, um, clubhouse which is this new app that's out there Mm -hmm. it's an audio um listening app and i also do um every once in a while i'll do a takeover of an ig account and do readings that way as well and that's Mm -hmm. the way i give back to the community there is uh what you call love donations and things of that nature so those are the two ways you can um get tapped in um by calling me Excellent. 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 Always like to make sure that uh, our featured guests have an opportunity to uh, ensure that people can get in contact with them. It's it's definitely important uh, to me. So as we as we wrap up, you know, what are some of the closing takeaways that you would be willing to share with those that are still trying to discover clarity, direction? and focus, how can they start to tap into their power? Yes. Um, I think, like I said, um, we are all mediums. So the easiest thing to do is just to sit and be with yourself for a while. Um, There's a four-letter word that starts with an M. (laughs) I always wonder what people think I'm going to say. The word is meditation. Sure. Uh, Gregory, meditation is so key, but people hate it. People Mm -hmm. do not understand why it's necessary. And what I like to tell them is that uh, meditation helps you discern the voice of the ego from Mm -hmm. the voice of your intuition. And you have to sit long enough to discern that voice that always comes in, always interrupts, always gets you thinking about things. That's the voice of the ego. Mm -hmm. Intuition is going to let you sit and be silent so that you can hear what they're trying. You know, intuition for me is synonymous with spirit or source. So, you know, intuition is all about this is what I sound like. Let's Mm -hmm. just listen to what I sound like. So that in the future, you know what I sound like. Sometimes that voice gets drowned out all the time by the ego. And meditation is going to help you to discern. Once you make that distinction, it's smooth sailing, I'll say, if you listen to what your intuition is telling you. It's, you know, rough sailing, you know, rough seas when you doubt your intuition or you fight against the messaging that mm-hmm. spirit has for you. You it, you can either get it easy or you can get it rough. And right. that's up to the individual to decide which path to take. Sure. Sure. We certainly thank you for sharing 
that wisdom with us uh, there, Kat, as well as, like I said, your journey. And <clears throat> obviously, stepping into the uh, the most vulnerable podcast on the planet. <laughs> you never know what I'm going to ask, right? Well, you, <laughs> let me tell you, this was fun. It was definitely like I was having just a regular old conversation with a friend. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, to our listeners, we're getting ready to wrap up. And uh, I've got a quote that I really have saved to the very end. It's kind of a kind of a bittersweet uh, since we've been talking about tapping into your power or tap into your power. And the quote goes like this. So wear your strong posture and see your hardest times as more than just the times you fail, but a range of mountains that you've learned to climb. Tap into your own power. To our listeners, as you already know, after listening to my voice for well over 100 episodes, folks, it's time for us to really check back into life. Show that compassion, not only within ourselves, but towards others. Be accountable in our actions understand how do we tap into our own power. We say that we're not enough to make a change. I call that BS because you are. You've got a voice. You've got energy. You've got the power to make that change. Let's show empathy towards one another. And 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 before I forget, you know, which is always two points that I like to make sure that I get across, is that we have to have unity and togetherness in order to make this world a better place. And so to Kat, our future guests, thank you very much. I'm giving you an air hug right now. Aw, thank you. <laughs> and to our listeners, this has been episode 119, Tap Into Your Power. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful day and bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Cut to the Chase. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Cut to the Chase. You'll also find even more great content on our website at www.k2tcpodcast.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.